This audio sermon is brought to you by the House of Intercessory Prayer Ministries. For more information, please visit www.hipm.org. So as we continue the series on temple builders, today we are going to see another man who was called by God to build the temple of God. He was not just called, he was also called and anointed by God and he was also given all the abilities that he is in need to build the temple of God. In fact, he was not exactly building the temple of God, he was building the tabernacle in the wilderness and his name is Bezalel. I'm not sure how many of us heard about his name, Bezalel, but he is a very crucial man, very important, very significant man in the word of God. And today morning we are going to spend some time studying about this man. Tabernacle was the first ever dwelling built on this earth for God to come and rest. Even before the temple built by Solomon, the tabernacle was built by Moses in the wilderness. We know the story of Exodus of the children of Israel. As the children of Israel were wandering in the wilderness for 40 long years, God called Moses up to the mountain and God showed him, or in fact even before that, he gave the Ten Commandments to Moses. We read that in Exodus chapter 20. And in Exodus chapter 25, verse 8 says, God was telling Moses there, And let them make me a sanctuary, that I may dwell among them. Can you ever imagine God Almighty, from his dwelling place in heaven, he wanted to come down and he wanted to dwell among men. God spoke to Moses in Exodus 25:8, as it says, And let them make me a sanctuary, that I may dwell among them. Then God started giving Moses the specifications and instructions of how to build the tabernacle. How to build the tabernacle. Just follow with me until chapter 31 of Exodus. In Exodus 25 to 27, word of God says, God spoke to Moses and he gave him specific instruction and the structure of the tabernacle. And also God spoke to him about the various articles that he, has to, he had to make to be kept in the tabernacle. The Ark of the Covenant, the Mercy Seat, the Cherubim, the Table of Showbread, the Lampstand, and the Seven Lambs, the Curtains, the Ten Boards, and the Bars, and the Pillars, the Veil of the Tabernacle, the Altar, the Outer Court, and you know various other articles that are supposed to be there in the tabernacle. God showed Moses everything and he gave specification to Moses. In Exodus 28, God gave also instructions on how to make the holy garments for the priest. Especially for the high priest, for Moses and Aaron, the specification to make the garment of the priest was given. In chapter 29, word of God talks about the consecration that should happen for the priest and also the daily offerings that the children of God have to bring to the 
tabernacle. In Exodus chapter 20, God spoke about the incense that they need to make, they need to prepare to bring as a sacrifice to the altar. And also God spoke to them about the holy anointing oil that they need to prepare in order to, you know, bring the burn the incense in the presence of God. In Exodus chapter 30, verses 23 to 24, we read this. Exodus chapter 30, verse 23 to 24. God was giving the ingredients of the anointing oil. He says 500 shekels of liquid mirror. 250 shekels of sweet smelling cinnamon. 250 shekels of sweet smelling cane. 500 shekels of kazea. And a hymn of olive oil. God gave that specification, even the ingredients that's supposed to be there in the anointing oil. God gave all the instruction to Moses how to build the tabernacle and all the articles that are required for the sacrifice in the tabernacle. You know, when all these instructions were given to Moses, Lord spoke to Moses regarding the appointment of the artisans and also the skilled persons to carry out the work of building the tabernacle for God. You know, any building, any construction activity, requires certain amount of planning. Any construction activity requires certain amount of skills that are required to put everything together. And I remember the days when Gerard and myself, you know, we were planning about building this, this stage where I'm standing today. Now I remember the days when we were staying late here, taking the measurements and you know, how do we get there, how do we build out, you know, procure the materials and which type of screws to be used. And how do we put them together so that we can just, just jump on this, you know, nothing will happen, nothing will break and we have an exit door. How do you handle that exit door there? You know, various things we are thinking and, you know, trying to put all this together. And how do we get all these materials here? All that I have is one way CV. You know, how do you get all these materials? We are thinking about so many things, I am sure. Moses, along with the children of Israel, or maybe with the selected skilled people, he would have had such a great planning meeting. And by the way, I just remember that, that we are going to have our planning meeting for our retreat at the end of the service. I'm, I know I send emails to some of you and I believe all of you are here so it's the right time to get that done. Anyway, sorry about that. So Moses was planning how to build the temple or the tabernacle in the wilderness along with the skilled person. And God instructed him to appoint skilled person for the work of building of the tabernacle. We see the call of God coming upon such persons in chapter 31, especially in the life of Bezalel to build the tabernacle. The name Bezalel appears only nine times in the word of God. Just only nine times in the whole Bible. Bezalel probably means in the shadow or in the protection of El. El means God Almighty. Bezalel means in the shadow or in the protection of God Almighty. Bezalel played an enormous role in the construction of the tabernacle. And as we talk about the, uh, the series of building uh, the temple builders, and I believe he is a man of God who built the tabernacle in the wilderness. Let's read a couple of scriptures from Exodus chapter 31. Then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, See, I have called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah. And I have filled him with the spirit of God in wisdom, in understanding, in knowledge, and in all manner of workmanship, 
to design artistic works to work in gold in silver in bronze in cutting jewels for setting in carving wood and to work in all manner of workmanship and i indeed i have appointed with him aholiab and the sons of ahizamak of the tribe of dan and i have put wisdom in the hearts of all the gifted artisans that they may make all that i have commanded you the tabernacle of meeting the ark of the testimony and the mercy seat that is on it and all the furnitures of the tabernacle verse 8 the table and its utensils the pure gold lampstand with all its utensils the altar of incense the altar of burning offerings with all its utensils and the laver and its base verse 10 the garments of ministry the holy garments of Aaron the priest and the garments of his sons to minister as priests and the anointing oil and sweet incense for the holy place according to all that i have commanded you they shall do you know god the father gave instruction to moses and moses was not building there in fact moses was asked to appoint men who are skilled enough skillful enough to execute the work of god that's what we just read and word of god specifically says it was not just done by the ordinary people it was done by the spirit endowed skilled personalities like bezalel that was necessary for doing the work of god we see the emphasis over again in exodus chapter 35 if you can turn with me exodus chapter 35 verses 32 35 And Moses said to the children of Israel, "See, the Lord has called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah, and he has filled him with the spirit of God in wisdom and understanding, in knowledge and all manner of workmanship, to design artistic works, to work in gold and silver and bronze." in cutting jewels for setting in carving wood and to work in all manner of artistic workmanship and he has put in his heart the ability to teach in him and Aholiab the son of Ahizamak of the tribe of Dan he has filled them with the skill to do all manner of work of the engra- of the engraver and the designer and the tapestry maker in blue and purple and scarlet thread and fine linen and of the weaver those who do every work and those who design artistic work and also let's turn to exodus chapter 38 verse 22 exodus 38 verse 22 word of god says bezalel the son of urai the son of hur of the tribe of judah made all that the lord has commanded moses So here all the scriptures put together we come to an understanding that Bezalel was a significant man in building the tabernacle of God. Moses records that Bezalel the son of Uri the son of Hur the tribe of Judah. Bezalel was from the tribe of Judah. Let's take a moment closely look at this man who was called by God to build the temple. or the tabernacle in the wilderness 
History doesn't talk much about this man, but Moses did not fail to record all that he knew about this man of God. You know, that's the reason we have at least this much of reference in the word of God concerning this man of God by name Bezalel. Number one, Bezalel was from the tribe of Judah. Bezalel was from the tribe of Judah. Does it sound familiar to us? Bezalel was called to build the tabernacle. His task was to build the earthly place where God can dwell. You know, later if you remember, another Judean king came and he was purposed in his heart that he wanted to build the temple for God, King David. And that was executed by another Judean king by name Solomon. Solomon built that magnificent temple for God. In the New Testament, we find the temple building typology of Bezalel and Solomon was in Christ Jesus. Was in Christ Jesus. Jesus was son of David. And he was from the tribe of Judah, the Lion of Judah, who not to dis- came not to destroy the law, but word of God says he came to fulfill the law. Matthew 5:17. Scripture says Jesus Christ came not to abolish the law, not to destroy the law, but he came to fulfill the law. He came to fulfill the law of Moses as Bezalel was right there ready to build the tabernacle according to the instruction that was given to him. Here we see the son of man came to this world in order to fulfill the law that was given to Moses. Word of God says, even describes this man of God, son of God as who is greater than Solomon. Matthew 14, sorry Matthew 12, 42 scripture says scripture describes Jesus that he was greater than Solomon think of the think about the connection that these people have together Bezalel was from the tribe of Judah David he purposed in his heart to build the temple for God Solomon in fact he built the temple of God now see Jesus son of David the Lion of Judah who came to existence on this earth and he came to fulfill the law of Moses he was also a temple builder. How do we know that? How do we know that Jesus says in Matthew 16, 18? Matthew 16, 18. Jesus said, I will build my church. Who's building the church there? Jesus said, I will build my church. There is no doubt Judeans are temple builders. Jesus says here, I will build my church and no death, no sin, no Satan, nothing ever can remove or destroy my church. I will build my church. We are talking about Bezalel was from the tribe of Judah. God called him and anointed him to build the tabernacle. Secondly, Bezalel was called by God. Exodus chapter 31 very clearly tells us. Let's read 31 verses 1 and 2 again. Exodus 31. Then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, See, I have called by name Bezalel, son of Uri, the son of Hur, and the tribe of Judah. Bezalel was called by God. Word of God says, Bezalel was skillful in all manner of workmanship to design 
artistic works. To work in gold and to work in silver and to in bronze and cutting drills for sitting in carving wood and to work in all manner of workmanship. He was a skillful man. Probably Bezalel, even before God called him, I believe that Bezalel possessed all the skills in his life. The reason why I believe so is in verse 6. If you can read verse 6 with me, chapter 31. And I indeed, I have appointed with him Aholiab, the son of Ahizamak, of the tribe of Dan. And I have put wisdom in the hearts of all the gifted artisans. All the gifted artisans, that means they were already gifted. They were already having the gift of art. The gift to work in silver, gold, and cutting jewels, and carving woods. In all kind of workmanships, you know, these men were skilled, especially Bezalel. He was a skillful man of God. They were gifted already. But this gifted man was called by God. You know, today God wants gifted people, isn't it? God wants, gift, God wants gifted people. But people don't have their time to give to God. Most of the time, the gift that God has given us, given to the people on this earth, they are used for wrong purposes. Now, the same way God wants our talents and gifts to be used for His glory, the devil also wants our talents and our gifts to be used for His kingdom. You know, if we are talented in one area, Generally, we say that we need to be careful. If you are not careful, the devil will tempt us in that area where we are skillful. And he will make sure that that skill is not used for God, but instead that skill is used for something to build the devil's kingdom on this earth. You know, today, just look at the industries today. Look at the... Look at the Bollywood industry. You now we call the Indian uh, film industry as Bollywood industry. The Bollywood industry and the Hollywood industry. Think about most the topmost artists who are there in that industry. They don't believe in God. Their talents are used and exploit for the exploitation of the society. Their talents are mostly used to corrupt the young minds. But God is expecting the talents that He has given to us to be used for His glory. But equally and more powerfully, the devil is working from the other end to bring the talents to be used for His kingdom on this earth. But when people turn to God, God uses them in God's kingdom. You know, when those people, those who have talents, when they are not available for God, God has alternate measures. God always has alternate measures. When people are busy, you know, putting their talents in their business or in their career to come up. When they don't have time for God, you know, God comes out with an alternate plan. Do you want to know what is that alternate plan? We read that in 1 Corinthians 1, 27. You know, that's God's alternate measure. When God doesn't have the talents that he is looking for, God comes out with an alternate plan and he says, But God has chosen the foolish things of the world. To put to shame the wise. And God has chosen, chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty. You know, that's God's ultimate plan. 
When the devil takes, devil takes the most of the talents that are today seen among the young people, you know, God comes with this alternate plan. You know, I know many ministers of God. They don't know how to sing. They don't know how to play that instrument. But they sing. They play the instrument. You know, but when they play the instrument and when they sing, demons tremble. Demons tremble. You know, I can never forget the man of God who's still ministering in India and he visits North America once in a while. He's now in his old age. He can't sing well because he had cancer in his throat and God healed him out of the cancer and that's how he is surviving and he is ministering. He was brought, he was brought into the ministry as he received the healing from God. But then still his throat is a bit of scratchy because of that cancer. The only instrument he knows is a tambourine. All that he knows by playing the tambourine, just hitting you know, in his thighs. And we can see a big scar there because that's how he's, that's a place where he hits with the tambourine and he plays. But he, when he gets up and he sings with his scratchy voice, demons cannot stay there. They start manifesting. I know that because I got a good opportunity to work with him, to support him for some time in his ministry. Demons couldn't stay. They tremble when this man of God stands and sings with his scratchy throat. God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. God called Bezalel. He was talented, of course. And God called him because he was talented. But God also called somebody like you and me because we may not be talented, but we are willing to do God's work. So God calls us. God needs people like us because God can Take the foolish like us and he can make something beautiful out of us. The question, two questions which came in my mind. Am I talented? If so, am I using my talents for God? Number two, probably I'm not talented. If so, am I willing to be used by God? Number three, Bezalel was filled with the spirit of God. Word of God says, <clears throat> Bezalel was filled with the spirit of God. Verse 3 says, and I have filled him with the spirit of God. You know, in those days, especially in the time, the dispensation of law, not many were anointed by God. Not many were filled with the Holy Spirit. God's spirit came upon people, the prophets and the kings and the priests, you know, time to time for a specific purpose. And once the purpose is accomplished, the spirit of God was taken up. It was such a time, such a dispensation that Bezalel was living in. And word of God says, God anointed. The spirit of God came upon this man, Bezalel. In such a situation... I was thinking why the Spirit of God came upon Bezalel. All that Bezalel was asked to do is to build the tabernacles with all the skills that he acquired over a period of time. Bezalel had all the talents. Why God had to fill him with the Spirit of God? Let's try to understand here. Let's read 
chapter 31 verses 3 to 5. And I have filled him with the spirit of God in wisdom, in understanding, in knowledge, and in all manner of workmanship to design artistic works, to work in gold and silver and bronze and cutting jewels for sitting, in carving woods, and to work in all manner of workmanship. Spirit of God specifically came upon him. Word of God says to give him wisdom in understanding and in knowledge. To build wisdom and understanding and knowledge, the Spirit of God came upon him. You know, Bezalel's raw talents couldn't be used for the work of God. God's anointing was needed to seal and to approve Bezalel's talents. Spirit of God gave him wisdom and understanding and knowledge in all manner of workmanship. You know, today, when we try to do the work of God, with all of our experience and skills, you know, most of the time we fail. Why? Because we need the guidance of the Holy Spirit. We need the anointing of the Holy Spirit to do the work of God as we live on this earth. With human wisdom, we cannot understand the things of God. With human understanding, we really don't know how God is working in someone's life. We need the wisdom of God. We need the understanding of God. We need the knowledge and wisdom of God. In order to work effectively, in order to do something effectively for God, we need the anointing of God in our lives. You know, if Bezalel would have worked with all his own skills, without receiving the Holy Spirit from God, I believe he would not have completed the tabernacle in time. You know, because God wanted to complete the tabernacle on time because they had to start the service there, start the worship service there. They had to offer to God in the wilderness. That's the very same reason God brought them to the wilderness. If you remember when God sent Moses to Pharaoh, what he said? He told Pharaoh, he told Moses, you go and tell Pharaoh that let him leave my people in order to serve. You know, that was the purpose of God. God's purpose would not have been accomplished if Bezalel was not anointed. God had to anoint Bezalel to accomplish the work of God. You know, today we see the difference between those who are anointed and those who are not anointed. You know, while praying, while sharing the word, while doing some work of God, you know, we very clearly identify those who are anointed, those who are moving in the spirit of God, and those who are trying to do by their head knowledge. You know, God's anointing is essential to withstand the fiery darts of the enemy that are being thrown on the way. God's anointing is essential as we try to do something for God. God's anointing is essential to overcome all the discouragements that the enemy can bring in our lives. God's anointing is essential to break and to walk over every opposition that the enemy brings on our way. Yesterday, Debbie was sharing. At times, you know, when we come to church, it is hard because, you know, we may be busy doing so many things. But then we need to just leave all of a sudden because it's 7 o'clock or it's 7.30. We need to rush to the church. We need God's anointing to do that. Otherwise, we fail. We feel we faint. Otherwise, we feel we are so weak at times. We are so discouraged. We need God's strength. Bezalel was in need of God's anointing to do the work of God in the temple of God. God's anointing is is required to bring down every mountain that stands on our way. You know, no matter what comes on my way, I will still push forward. I will still move forward. That courage comes in our lives by the Holy Spirit. 
I will tell you, share with you a true incident. One of the southern cities of India called by name Chennai, there was a market, um, sorry, there was a market called Moor Market. You know, once, once upon a time, a group of youth, they went to minister in the Moor Market. As this youth team went there to minister, they stood in circle in a common place and their objective there was to preach the word of God. A magician who was sitting at the corner of the road, he was just looking at what was going on there. He understood the purpose for which they came there. He knew very well that they came to share the word of God. And he thought, why don't I play my trick on them? He started doing some magics with the help of the demon he was in control with against this group of children who came there to minister. The first man who came forward to share the word of God, he couldn't open his mouth. His mouth was shut. He went back. The second man came there he wanted to share the word of God. He couldn't speak a word. His mouth was shut. He went back. The entire team tried to do that, came forward, tried to preach the word. They couldn't even speak a single word. At the end of everything, finally, elderly man, who was a kind of overseer of this youth, who came forward. He was not a preacher, but eventually he ended up in preaching on that day the word of God. At the end of the session, when everything is over, the magician came to the friend and he confessed. He also thought he will gain more attraction if he, sh he shares that. And he came forward and he said, I worked with all these individuals. They couldn't even open their mouth. But I couldn't do anything with this man who is very elderly because he has the power of God in his life. He has the power of God in his life. All these boys, they wanted to do something for God, but they are not anointed. They don't have the power of God in their lives. I could keep their mouth shut. But this man, I couldn't do anything with him. Now, anointing makes a huge difference in our lives. The devil knows who is anointed, who is not anointed. The devil trembles if we are anointed by the power of God. The moment he knows that he will tremble. You know, today people may be establish an institution in the name of the Lord that will not touch the devil's kingdom at all. The devil is not going to bother about it. How big the church is, how big the institution is. Keep going. He will encourage. He will not stand on their way. But the moment you bring in the anointing of God, he trembles. Why he is standing in opposition to such a ministry? Because devil doesn't like that. Where the anointing is, he cannot stand. He cannot continue to do his work among the people of God. He knows that Bezalel had to be anointed to continue the work of God. Finally, Bezalel was given the ability to teach. This is something amazing I see in chapter 35, Exodus 35, verse 34. God has put in his heart the ability to teach. The ability to teach. You know, when I was doing my master's in physics, I remember I had many good professors and scientists in my college. But not all of them could teach. They know huge things, you know, they, could, they, know, they knew good stuff. 
but not all of them could teach. Teaching is an ability that God gives to mankind. You know, today we see many public speakers, but there are not many teachers of the word. Word of God says, God gave Bezalel the ability to teach. Now I was wondering, he was a craftsman, and what kind of teaching probably he had to do? Probably I believe he had to call all the other craftsmen and teach them the skills. Teach them the skills. And God enabled this man. He said, word of God says, he put in his heart the ability to teach. Teaching the word of God is a skill that you and I need. Jesus said in Luke 12, 12, Luke 12, chapter 12, verse 12, For the Holy Spirit will teach you in that very hour what you are to say. When the disciples were sent to minister, very early stage of their discipleship, they didn't know what to do, but Jesus told them, you just go on your way. The Spirit of God is with you and He will teach you what to say. Spirit of God is the best teacher. John 14, 26, Word of God says, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He will come and teach you all things. The Spirit of God is a good teacher. And Bezalel was filled with the Holy Spirit. And Word of God says the teaching ability was put in his heart. You know, today, we need to teach our children who can give us the ability. Tell me. Who can give us the ability? The Holy Spirit. Let me hear you. We need to teach our children who can give us the ability. Holy Spirit. We want to teach God's word to our family members. Who can give us the ability? The Holy Spirit. God wants to teach among the, our friends and among the youth, the word of God, the scriptures, who can give us the ability? The Holy Spirit. This community need to be taught by the word of God, with the word of God. Who can give us the ability? The Holy Spirit. We need to depend on the Spirit of God to teach this generation. Paul writes when he writes, when he wrote to Timothy, in 2 Timothy 2.15, he says, Be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of God. Only the Spirit of God can give us the ability to rightly divide the word of God. Before we close, we also need to look at the danger part of teaching the word incorrectly. That's the reason James writes in James 3.1 My brethren, let not many of you become teachers. You know, he is giving a cool advice. Let not many of you become teachers. Knowing that we shall receive a serious judgment, a stricter judgment. You know, today many don't want to preach the word of God because they are afraid of doing so. Because James says that not many become teachers among you. Word of God need to be rightly divided. Because God has kept a severe punishment for those who preach the word of God incorrectly. God wants throughout the scriptures, especially in 2 Peter chapter 2, we'll not go there, and in Jude, God has mentioned the severe punishment that can come upon those who are not dividing the word of God rightly. There are many wrong things being preached today. And God is making you and me accountable to teach the right thing to, the, to our children. To divide the word of God correctly. To preach the truth.
truth, to teach the truth to our children and to this generation. God called Bezalel from the tribe of Judah. He called him by name. He was filled with the Holy Spirit and God put the teaching ability in his heart so that he may teach the word of God correctly. And I believe the same calling is on you and me today. You know, if you look at our lineage, we can very well trace it back to Lord Jesus Christ because we are born of His blood. We are born of His blood. We are from the tribe of Judah. There is no doubt about it. And God has anointed us. He has called us. Every New Testament believer is called by God to serve Him, to preach the word. And this morning God is speaking to us. Do we realize that urgency in our heart? Do we realize that seriousness in our heart of preaching or sharing the word of God? Building God's kingdom on this earth. Let's close our eyes. Hope you are blessed by this teaching. Please write to Pastor Balan Swami Nathan at balan at hipm.org. God bless you.